Get ready for the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. It is a brand new season of the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your weekly one-stop shop for everything going on in District 4 activities in the great state of Idaho, which is the Magic Valley, of course. Season 3, Episode 1. My name is Brandon Bainey. I'm just merely the the limousine driver here. The talent that sits in the back seat with the big divider is our Magic Valley uh, resident and expert, Scott Burton. Scott, welcome into season three. Hey, boy, it's hard. You know what? I was talking about this the other day. It's like we have we have shot nearly 100 episodes, right? Yeah, we're coming up on it. Yeah. So we got to do something big for the 100. But uh, it's been a fast two years with this. Gosh, dang, it's been so much fun and excited for season three. Yes. Uh, for those of you that may be discovering the Magic Valley prep cast for the first time, first of all, where the heck were you for the first two seats? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're glad to have you. Um, new and uh, more and more people are discovering this every time we do a new episode. So I figured we'd kind of lay the groundwork of what it is we do every week here on the Magic Valley prep cast, Scott. And that is basically uh, we want to shine the spotlight on all of the incredible young men and women in the Magic Valley that are doing incredible things, yes, on the athletic field, but also, you know, we want to get to know the people that are, you know, the, the person behind the athlete. And this extends to coaches, parents, administrators as well. Uh, there's all these incredible stories and all these incredible kids that are doing amazing things out there for our local high schools. And this is what we want to share the love and give them a little time in the spotlight. Yeah, absolutely. The first two years of doing this has been absolutely amazing. And it's so fun to to show up to these events in the fourth district and and people come up and comment on the on the podcast and uh, how much they like it. And hey, the whole town's watching this and whatever, whatever. So we know what we're reaching people. But the cool thing is, is they're tuning in for a reason. And that's because I thought we did a really nice job of going beyond the box score. And that's one of the things that you just got done talking about. And it's what we've been trying to do is find those stories and then bring them to you. You know, it's not just about saying, oh, so-and-so beat so-and-so. Well, what's the story? And if you have those stories, then let us know, because we would love to explore that a little bit. I think that's what makes this podcast a little bit different. Yes. And uh, any athlete, any team, any coach, any story out there that you're like, hey, nobody's talking about this and people should know what's going on. Uh, you can send me an email, Brandon at IdahoSports.com. You can also email Scott, uh, Scott at IdahoSports.com. And uh, we'd love to share these stories. Now, there's a, a number of different ways you can consume this podcast every week. You can tune in to the video version of this prep cast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. Um, there's some cool stuff you get on the video side that you don't on the audio side, for example, uh, on the video version of this, we have these little name placards at the bottom of the screen. It says our names and usually our contact info. Scott always, every single week, comes up with some sort of creative name, moniker, if you will, that surrounds his name. So today, if you're watching this on the video version, you'll see that Scott has put in Scott Burton O'Shanahay. <laughs> we'll get to that story in just a second. Um, if you are on the go and you don't have time to watch the video, that's cool too. We have audio-only versions of this at idahosports.com. Across the top of the homepage, you'll see a little uh, tab that says prep casts. From there, there's a drop-down menu. 
You just click on the Magic Valley Prepcast, and we've got all the episodes right there. Uh, you can also download this podcast. Subscribe and download wherever you download podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So a lot of different ways to consume this content. So for those of you that may be new to the show, now you're wondering, well, who the heck are we and why are we qualified to talk about District 4 Athletics? I would debate that I'm still not there, but Scott, certainly. <laughs> um, quick background on me. Uh, I grew up in western Montana, uh, Missoula area. In fact, Scott, I'm going back to Missoula today. We're recording this on Friday morning, August 18th. I'm going to Missoula for a non-conference football game at the Montana Grizzlies football stadium, Coeur d'Alene and Rigby are meeting up in a 5A neutral site game tonight. It's going to be pretty cool. Oh, that's going to be a ton of fun. Back to your old stomping grounds, and you get to work. That's yeah. even better. Little work trip, little family time. Yeah, you can't beat that. So, I, so I'm from Western Montana. Uh, moved to Idaho about five years ago with my wife. Uh, she was my girlfriend at the time and then became fiance and then wife over the last five years. Uh, we, uh, we lived in Pocatello until pretty recently. We moved up to North Idaho over the summer. Uh, I live in Coeur d'Alene now. It was like the longest move ever. It took like seven years. <laughs> I know everybody's tired of hearing about it. So um, that's kind of my background. I've been at IdahoSports.com for three years. I am the, uh, the managing editor now. I kind of run the day-to-day operations on the website, do broadcasting, all that good stuff. Uh, and my background is in radio. So, you know, sports radio, top 40. Hey, that was Taylor Swift. And, you know, I, did all, I did all that stuff back in the day. So that's my background. Scott, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a Magic Valley guy through and through. Yeah, uh, born and raised right here in the Magic Valley. Uh, born in Jerome, graduated from Jerome, and now I am the athletic director at Jerome. I, I taught at Jerome High School for Oh, gosh. In all my education years, I will be starting my 30th year since I began some coaching in 1993 uh, at Jerome, which is insane when you think about it. Um, But uh, yeah, so I mean, I was one of those kids that played every sport, football, baseball, basketball, uh, track, and um, went on and played some college baseball, decided to get into media, um, was a news anchor for a Fox station. So there's my media background and uh, kind of didn't ever want to, to lose the sports contact. And so, you know, gosh, probably 11, 12 years ago, somewhere in there, maybe even longer than that, I'm not really sure. Um, I was coaching basketball at the state tournament and somehow I got on Idaho sports and I was listening to a couple of dudes call a game and, and listening to our game, and this is in the archive. And well, if you want to do this, you just send an email to Paul Kingsbury, and blah, 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 right? And holy cow, I mean, I within half an hour, I had a resume together. I had a nice crafted letter, and I called him Mr. Kingsbury, and I sent it off. And uh, and first of all, it's the first one and only time I've called him Mr. Kingsbury. And secondly, every uh, anniversary, he sends me that email back just to let me know that there was once upon a time that I actually, <laughs> I actually was a nice guy, but, uh, and then I just have been broadcasting ever since. So, um, man, love, love this, love what I do. And, uh, man, I, I can't imagine my life moving forward without doing this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, Paul does that every year just to remind you of your place in the hierarchy. <laughs> I think is <laughs> does that's absolutely 
exactly right. So, yeah. But. So in, in addition to your Idaho sports.com duties, your day job is serving as the athletic director at Jerome high school, your alma mater. And so you're really plugged in. Obviously you're talking to other ADs, other coaches, uh, other athletes. And so you bring a unique lens that not many of our other broadcasters can bring to the table. So we, we kind of turn to you when we talk about like, you know, uh, legislative type stuff. Hey, what's the deal with this? And uh, you've been a very valuable resource that way as well, Scott. So we really appreciate that. Oh yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I'm learning as I go too. So I mean, there's all this stuff that uh, happens on the ADE administrative side of things that I, I don't even understand. So I have to go figure it out, and uh, and I'm learning a, a ton about this stuff. For sure. And one one last piece uh, for people that might think then, oh, you're a Jerome Tiger guy. We're probably all Jerome all the time. We're really biased. No, honestly, the last couple of years, we haven't talked about Jerome a ton. You know, there's been a couple of stories here and there, but for the most part, we spread it out. I, I think a majority of what we talk about, Scott, a lot of times are the smaller schools, you know, your Oakleys, your Raft Rivers, your Carries, schools yeah. like that. So, Oh, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing is I think if you watch us, you don't even know where we're from because there's no slant. Um, it's, it's all about the athletes, no matter where they're at and all about the stories, no matter where they come from. So, um, yeah, you're right. I think of all the schools in the Valley or at least in our conference anyway, I don't think there is a, an argument that we have talked about Jerome the least. Um, and part of that's by design just to show that we're not going that direction, but Hey, you know, we follow the stories. This is where we put, we take off the AD hat and we put on the media hat and this is what we do. Yep. For sure. So let's get caught up. Uh, you know, personally, what were we up to this summer? I I moved. That was kind of my highlight. I didn't really take a vacation, so to speak. Uh, I've still got a couple of boxes I've got to unpack. But Scott, you had a chance to uh, take a little vacation, go travel. Tell us all about that. Yeah, well, it kind of explains the uh, the last name. Oh, Shanahay. Um, I was really fortunate this summer and spent, uh, you know, 10, 11 days in Ireland and played nine different golf courses, links courses over there. I mean, it was a, just a massive golf trip. Uh, I mean, it's a seven hour time difference. We boarded the plane in Seattle, flew directly and we land, we didn't sleep, landed the next day basically, or not yet, yeah, not seven hour time difference, but it's like a nine hour flight, whatever. Got off the plane, hustled to the hotel, grabbed our clubs and went to the course. And it was just go, go, go all the time. Uh, played some awesome, awesome courses over there. And if you've never played a Lynx course, it's a humbling experience. You've got, I mean, in, in America, we've got our fairways that are nice and big and wide. And you got a first cutter up. Oh, it's nice and fluffy. You got a second cutter up. Oh, I can, I can get out of that. That's fine. But I mean, you, it, they're, they're huge. You get over there and you've got 25 mile an hour crosswinds trying to hit it on this bowling alley sized fairway. And there is no first cutter up. It's fairway and then death, right? <laughs> so, and if you, you've never tried to hit out of the fescue, I, I don't. <laughs> just, just cut your losses and move on. But uh, it was a ton of fun. All of those courses right along the Irish Sea. And a lot of times we we're teeing off into the ocean with the wind trying to bring it back. What an experience. You just don't get that here. We know the wind blows in Idaho. It, it, it's not the same. It, it is so much fun and the courses are so different. 
and of course Ireland is so green, so I can only mm-hmm. imagine the the greens are really green. <laughs> the well, yeah, and it's you know those those courses you, you sometimes you're putting forty yards off the green because they just sort of blend. You're not the, the lies are so tight that you're just not you know you're bumping it. You're you're doing things completely different than you would if you're playing an American course. But man, what an experience that was! I mean, was a few days in Dublin. Uh, came back, Killarney. Um, we ended up playing our last last one, the uh, Trump course, um, and, and stayed at his five star resort. And boy, what what an just an awesome experience all of that was. Just would do it again in a heartbeat. Well, just for you mentioning Trump, that's either gonna make us take a big hit in the podcast algorithms or we're gonna we're gonna really shoot up we'll see what happens there that's just we were just over there making golf great again is all we were doing (laughs) yeah making golf great again that might be the title of our podcast here ah there you go i like it yep okay so uh here at idahosports.com we were busy this summer as well we hosted three different off-season roundtable discussions you can go back and watch any of those on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page. Uh, in June, we did one each month. Basically, in June, we talked about uh, the proposed enrollment parameter changes. It basically would keep 4A similar to what it is now, and and keep 5A similar to what it is now. Um, that proposal ultimately failed on the second reading. So we are going to stay the same, Scott, which means 5A is going to get a whole heck of a lot bigger. And specifically for the Magic Valley, Twin Falls and Canyon Ridge are both on their way up to the 5A ranks. Yeah, that 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 ruling just shocked everybody. You know, I mean, it was it passed in the first reading and then the feelers that they put out had a over a 70% approval rate of the 6A classification, which really it would not have changed much of anything if they had done that. It was just accounting for growth, but it just didn't work out that way and kind of have our suspicions why and go back and listen to the round table and then we'll kind of fill you in on that. But yeah, the landscape's going to look a little bit different um, and it's going to be, a lot of that's going to be starting to take shape here in the next Oh, gosh, next month, a couple of weeks or so, because petitions are due September 10th for all schools that want to petition down in a particular sport. And, you know, people are asking, well, what's the conference going to look like? Well, we're not really sure yet because we got to get all those petitions. We got to know exactly what's happening, because, you know, when when they passed this a few years ago, when River became, I think, the first yeah. to petition down in football only and. And that changed things, you know, and I know from an AD perspective, it changed things because now we have to jostle our schedule just a little bit to fit their new schedule because they're in a completely different conference now, you know. And so it, it's going to there's going to be some behind the scenes stuff that people are not going to know that this is going to cause a problem with scheduling Twin Canyon Ridge when they go up. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to pick up their conference games now, which means which non-conference do they drop, which means it's probably going to be one of us Great Basin people. You know, so, yeah, we've got some stuff to figure out. Well, they've got to keep the Battle of the Bridge, I feel like, right? That's mm-hmm. Jerome and Twin, right? Yeah, well, and the other thing, too, is and you're in that situation, too. You're, you're going to be traveling for a couple hours for a conference game, you know. So what kind of gate is that going to bring uh, to – east to twin or canyon ridge when the conference comes they need those high gate games and so they're going to keep a jerome you know they're going to 
maybe keep a Burley and a Minico if they can. You know, those are the the top three. I think they're going to drive the gate, and you need to make money. Yep. Bottom line, got to bring in some revenue for sure. Uh, our July roundtable covered the topic of uh, player transfers, and now that Idaho has gone to uh, basically school choice, open enrollment, you can go to any school at any time for any reason, provided the school has room for you, right? The school, if it's full, can turn you away. But this is going to create some interesting uh, – it's, it's, it's a political mechanism, but it's going to affect athletics in some way, Scott. And I think there's going to be, unfortunately, people that try to use this to, to manipulate an athletic situation. There's going to be people who do it the right way too, but I don't know. It's going to be messy for the IHSAA. Well, we saw this one coming. Uh, this was something that was, you know, originated in the Boise Valley. And, it, you know, for the longest time, it was kind of their problem. And all of a sudden, it's here. And there's, you know, and we, we've done a, a few different podcasts that address this. And, and, you know, and it's not about calling people out that did something wrong. It wasn't that at all. It's like there were not any rules in place to govern this and there wasn't a body overseeing it. And so when those two things get lined up, yeah, you bet stuff like this is going to happen. But it got to a point that the IHSA had to step in and they got that new rule out about the, uh, the bona fide move within 50 miles where you have to show all of this proof of, you know, utilities off, utilities on, uh, rent agreement of 12 months, you know, or you know, a deed of sale on the old place, you know, proof that you're at it. I mean, all those things were not in place before. And so if somebody wanted to kind of buck the system a little bit, they could, and they weren't breaking any rule doing it. And that's the thing that people, you know, don't understand. They weren't. I mean, ethically, yeah, probably. But now I think with all this stuff happening, IHSA is going, we got to do something here. And hopefully that'll fix part of the problem. Yes. Uh, and a, a theme that came up during our July roundtable talk about player transfers and stuff were private schools as well. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a, a private school in the Magic Valley Lighthouse Christian, but we always talk about Bishop Kelly a lot. Right, Scott, uh, the yeah. private Catholic school over in Boise. I got an email actually from a from a Bishop Kelly parent talking about his kids on the soccer team and they're playing Caldwell early next week, which is kind of a showdown of the last two state champs. But in, in there, he also mentioned uh, our podcast. So I wanted to share this uh, email I got. His, his name is Oscar Kloss, K-L-A-A-S. And he said, uh, I listen to your podcast as much as possible. There's always great content, especially as a BK parent. There always seems to be some fun with the Knights acting as the heel, which I find fun. <laughs> he said, yeah. He said he grew up in Jerome. Back in the 2A classification days, he says, so I get both sides of the BK love and hate. And he says, by the way, I am way younger than Scott the Dot Burton, as he was as he as he was nicknamed on the radio broadcasts in his basketball playing days. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Boy, that what was his name? Oscar Klaas, K-L-A-A-S. Oh, oh, yeah. Class. Oh, class. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. I might have said it wrong. Class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Class. Okay, so yeah, there's a class. Okay, all right. It makes sense now. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, when I was playing football and basketball, the radio guys were broadcasting. For some reason, I was Scott the Dot. And I, I don't know why. I think it was just a rhyme, but it stuck. And all right, Oscar, thanks for... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that back, but uh, but I'm glad he's got perspective on both sides because BK is right in the middle 
of a lot of this talk. And in fact, there were rumors, still rumors, that Bishop Kelly was going to petition up to 5A. And they talked about that last year. Don't know if they're going to do it this year. Again, it's the talk. A lot of people think they should. I mean, if you're talking competitive equity, what do they, what do they have to prove at the 4A level anymore? I mean, you know, you get into this argument of maximizing your student body uh, versus enrollment, right? And so you're going to look at this enrollment of everybody and you're going to take a, a school that's got, oh, 1,200 kids in it and you take a school that's got 900 kids in it and what percent are they maximizing? And, and that's the difference. And there was a podcast that we did a while ago that we, and I, I threw out the term riffraff and uh, it, it's, every school is going to have the riffraff, right? It, they're just going to have those kids that just don't do anything and they're not adding to anything and it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. You get into schools like Bishop Kelly, they don't have that riffraff. They are maximizing a massive percent of their student body into extracurriculars. So that does give them an advantage. Their makeup is different, you know? And so you can't just look at enrollment numbers. It, it, it doesn't paint an accurate picture because like I said, you get a school with 1200 kids in it and they're maximizing 17% of their student body. In fact, we were running some numbers yesterday asking this exact same question. And we went through some rosters and, and I won't tell you what school we were doing, um, but it came out to about 17% of their male population were playing sports. Now you go to a school like Bishop Kelly, you're gonna tell me that 17% of them are playing? I, I beg to differ, I'd say it's probably on the 80 to 90%. So there's your difference. Yeah, that's huge. If you can get uh, numbers out, I mean, that'll, that'll save a program basically. Um, and then the last roundtable we talked about, it was just a couple of weeks ago, our August roundtable was about state tournaments, you know, the max preps formula, can it be improved? Should we expand state playoffs? And, and maybe we didn't talk about that as much as some fans wanted. I got some feedback like, man, you guys spent so much time on max preps and then you really just kind of hit a speed bump going over. Should we expand the tournament? Uh, but that's something we can revisit uh, at a later time too. And then we talked about also, uh, you know, moving the state tournament around. I don't think we're quite ready for that yet, uh, especially in basketball. But that was a good one as well. And again, you can go back to uh, the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page and catch up on those roundtable discussions. And and it really was a roundtable discussion, Scott, because we had we had IdahoSports.com uh, broadcasters from every part of the state. But then we also had the reason we wanted to do it was to hear from the fans. And we had coaches, parents, mm -hmm. uh, administrators. Yeah fans from every corner of Idaho. It really was a statewide discussion. Oh, it truly was. And that's what those roundtables are designed to do. It's not just to, you know, turn on your TV or your computer or whatever and listen to us talk, get involved because you've got a perspective that maybe we don't see. And sometimes that is just like, oh, an aha moment for us because I didn't think of that, you know? And so those things are so much fun. And the, the, um, I guess the participation we get from fans around the state, man, it is just, it, it has been, so enlightening and they have been huge tons of feedback on those as well yeah it was uh it was great so again idahosports.com youtube channel facebook page you can go back and watch the replays of those roundtable talks but now scott here we are uh week zero of the uh, athletic calendar golf has already started uh yep. at least up here in north idaho we already had a golf competition soccer yep. and football begin today so i figured let's take a look at the soccer schedule 
kind of tell everyone what's coming up, and then we'll we'll dive into some of these Week Zero football games. There's one soccer match today in the Magic Valley, Scott. It is on the girls' side. It is Wood River hosting Valley View in a non-conference matchup. Uh, and then you look at what's going on Saturday in girls' soccer. Kimberly at Minico, Caldwell at Wood River, Mountain Home at Emmett. Uh, Thunder Ridge is uh, going to travel to Canyon Ridge. Burley is at Century. Highland is at Twin Falls. And then Jerome is at Valley View. And then the one girls soccer matchup I really wanted to highlight, Scott, is a non-conference match Saturday, 1 o'clock, up in the Sun Valley. It is Sugar Salem and the Community School. And these are two of the perennially strong 3A girls soccer programs year in, year out. Sugar Salem missed out on state last year coming from a small district. They were upset in the district championship match. So they're motivated, and they said, let's go take on the best right out of the gate. The cutthroats. I love this early season matchup in girls soccer. Oh yeah, no question about it. You talk about Sugar Salem, and you just get that community that's really just these hardworking farm kids. I mean, it's just if you've never been out there, it's just rolling hills of farmland, and uh, it, it really is a, a pretty area in eastern Idaho. And and that's their clientele in their school, you know, and they're holding on to that part of it, which really does benefit them athletically because. You know, you get those kinds of communities. Those kids know nothing but hard work and they are raised right and et cetera, et cetera. And they that translates the cutthroats. Holy cow. I mean, what a story they are, you know, uh, just perennial favorites in soccer. And they, they're kind of like a, a little mini version of the of, of Lapway. Right. In the sense that Lapway can step up and beat anybody in basketball um, on any given day. The cutthroats. They kind of have a little pedigree where they can step up and knock you around a little bit. So, yeah, that should be a really interesting matchup. Yeah, it might be one we have to explore a little further uh, on next week's prep cast for sure. And then boys soccer, it's all Saturday. There's nothing today, but Caldwell at Wood River, Century at Burley. It's a lot of the same matchups, except you flip flip the venue. Twin Falls is at Highland, Minico at Kimberly, Canyon Ridge at Thunder Ridge, and Jerome is hosting Valley View in boys soccer on saturday so that's the boys soccer slate as well uh let's let's dive into football scott we are in week zero and just real quick as an overall philosophy i feel like week zero used to be kind of like this ultra rare you know you might have three or four games in what's called week zero it's the earliest you can possibly start playing but now i think more and more coaches are opting to play a week zero game basically there's 10 weeks in the season you can have nine games a lot of schools choose eight but some go the full nine um and essentially you say in lieu of having an extra week of practice we will play as early as we possibly can and then build a bye weekend somewhere in the middle of the schedule i feel like and you tell me more and more coaches are saying yeah let's do a week zero game because we get and a, a week jump on everybody else right if you have a week zero game you can start a week earlier and that just gives you more time with your team yeah, you know, it, it's just an interesting philosophy and people have different views of it. You know, some coaches are just not, there's no way my team is going to be ready to do anything. You know, we still need an extra day of practice or week of practice because I don't even know who my quarterback is. You know, those kinds of things. But from a scheduling standpoint, it does make it a little easier and gives you a little bit more flexibility um, to find a non-conference opponent that you can use as a measuring stick. And then at some point in the middle of the season, when everybody's all banged up, you get that break. 
you know? And so, I mean, I think zero week games are great just for that reason alone. If you can get your act together enough to where you can be competitive in a football game, that break in the middle of the season where you can just heal up and rest is huge. I mean, I, I look at the NFL schedule, for example, you know, you look at these these games and, and I'm looking at a, a team going, well, where is their bye week? You know, they're going to have it, you know, oh, the, the fourth week of the season. Oh, great. Now they're going to play 12 more games without a bye week. Boy, wouldn't they like it right around week 10, 9, somewhere in there, right in the middle where they can rest? So that's the luxury of the zero week game. Yeah. And then also the philosophy of eight games versus nine. I think most coaches would take nine games, but finding nine games is easier said than done sometimes as well. Uh, there are three week zero football games involving teams from the Magic Valley. Um, the first one we'll highlight is a 4A versus 5A showdown. I think pretty consistently, Scott, uh, in all the time I've been here, Minico has always been a week zero participant. They always try to get that first game of the year in. Uh, last year, they hosted Thunder Ridge. This year, they are traveling to Thunder Ridge, which is in Idaho Falls. Um, this is going to be an interesting matchup, and it is a game that you can watch totally free, totally live tonight, Friday night, August 18th, on IdahoSports.com. The Sherm Blazer era begins. He's the new coach at Minico, and you can watch the first game on IdahoSports.com. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I mean, you got Minico, who's really been – well, dominant in the Great Basin, two-time defending champs. I think they were 19-3 and three over those two seasons. But now it's going to be different. Not only do you have a new coach, you graduated 23 kids from last year's team. And, you know, the, Keelan McCaffrey um, moves on to Centennial, running the wing tee. In Minico, that just strong running game, just a bevy of running backs they could just throw at you. They're all gone. A new coach comes in. So what are they going to do? I mean, they're going to favor a spread offense. I mean, it's just going to be so different if you're so used to watching Minico. It's going to be different. New faces, new offense. Um, but, uh, you know, Coach Blazer is one of those established coaches. I mean, he was a Wahees head coach. And, and matter of fact, he won a title with CUNA. So, I mean, this guy knows what he's doing uh, and he's been around. And so it's going to be interesting to see what Minico, Minico does. Yeah, we did uh, some preseason coaches polls uh, where we asked coaches to kind of predict the order of how your conference will finish out. You can see all of those for every league in the entire state of Idaho on IdahoSports.com. We've also got all of our football previews for every team in the state. We're about 85% of the way there. If your team still doesn't have a preview, uh, we're working on it. We'll have it by next week. We're working on statewide girls and boys soccer previews, cross country, volleyball, all this great content at idahosports.com. It's the time of year where you basically need to be going to the site every day because there's going to be something new. There's media polls. There's coaches polls for all the different sports. It is. It's time. Bookmark that. Just make it your homepage and go check out <laughs> idahosports.com every single day. But in these preseason coaches polls, Scott, Twin Falls was actually picked as the number one team by the Great Basin coaches. Minico was picked second, I think, because there's just a lot of unknowns. We don't know how, how it's going to shake out with so many new faces. Well, yeah. I mean, you're looking at, I think, three brand new head coaches in the Great Basin. And Twin had a younger team, you know, and they're bringing back some players. You know, so I think they're overwhelmingly the favorite in the Great Basin in their final year in 4A for now. We'll see what happens after that cycle is over. Anyway, another yeah. podcast time, right? 
but I think they're, I think they are right now head and shoulders favorite and then everybody else for second, but because of the pedigree of Minico and the rebuilding of Jerome and, you know, Burley, I mean, they still got that one dude over there that can make plays, you know, don't count them out, but I just think Twins got all the pieces com- in comparison to the rest of the teams in the, in the conference. Yeah. Uh, so Minico at Thunder Ridge tonight, Friday night, 7 o'clock on IdahoSports.com. The next matchup is a 3A matchup. It is South Fremont at Wood River. We talked about Wood River, uh, the only team to opt down in football last year. I would say it worked out pretty well. They got to the playoffs played very competitively they had to go all the way up to bonner's ferry for the opening round and it was a very tight game until like late in the third quarter they end up losing i think it was 21 to nothing but this is a hungry wood wood river team to get back to the playoffs and, and get a playoff win they're going to travel to south fremont this is a team they lost to last year uh in the season opener as well and south fremont was another playoff participant but this is the idea right for wood river a team that was on the ropes a little bit in terms of enthusiasm for the program okay let's go down a level have some success build something we can sustain on and then eventually we'll jump back up to 4a yeah and that's and that was it and it did work out for them and you know you you get that that kind of moniker of like well you're going down you better win and then people are kind of like well you better win right well it, it wasn't like that for wood river i mean it was legitimate they were just one of those places that needed to play down and they went three and seven you know and made the playoffs and first time in school history right still looking for that first playoff win and um you know this is a a a team that you know is that battled last year you know in that sawtooth central idaho conference you know taking third and making the playoffs was just something that's going to springboard them into this year and you know, they they um, lost a lot of close games. Um, they're going to be a little bit more run heavy this year than they were. They had a really explosive, well, explosive passing game last year. They like to throw the ball. I think they're going to lean a little bit more uh, towards the run uh, because their three-year starting quarterback is gone. Uh, Sawyer Graft uh, playing JC ball now. So they're going to, they're, they've got some changes they've got to make as well. And Wood River's head coach, Shane Carden, he knows offense. He was a uh, great quarterback in high school, played at the Division One level, East Carolina University, the ECU Pirates. So, yes, he is a good offensive mind there at Wood River. Uh, the last game for Week Zero, it is a 2A battle. It is Wendell traveling to play Coal Valley Christian. Coal Valley Christian is a private school 2a this is their last year in 2a scott they're going to be a 3a school moving forward in fact they are building a brand new campus basically out there in meridian so they don't really have a home field this game's going to be played at a high school um but coal valley is a team that's been in the playoffs the last several years wendell is a team that got very close last year you know they were one of the first teams that were outside of the playoff picture uh john helmendaller has done an incredible job turning this wendell program around and I think they're ready to, to compete for that playoff spot. I think we could see both Declo and Wendell in a two-team district both get to the playoffs. But if that happens, each of those teams has to take care of these non-conference games. So for Wendell, this is an important game right out of the gate. It, it is. And this is a Wendell team in year three of Hellman Dollar's tenure that it, 
this is this is the year they're looking at, you know, because they bring back something that a, a lot of teams wish they had, and that is just experience in the trenches. They they're bringing back an offensive line and a defensive line with experience, and they're pretty good. They get a, they get their quarterback back, Alex Wright. You know, they've they've got to, some uh, some running backs to complement. Um, you know, Jesse Chavez returns at tailback. You know, so they've got these pieces in place and, you know, and even wide receivers. I mean, Mikey Talbert returns and, you know, after a really good junior season, this is a, this is a, a team bringing back a lot of pieces and they have got a lot of momentum. They're hungry. They're excited. And I, I really look for big things from this Wendell team this year. It's going to be so exciting to watch Wendell uh, progress and, and coach Hellman dollar is just, excited you can tell he's you know we we send these preseason questionnaires out to every coach in the state of idaho to help us write our season previews and coach hellman dollar was one of the first to send his back in and then you know he checked it a couple weeks and said, hey you know when's our preview gonna be on i just can't wait to read it and like you can tell enthusiasm yeah. is is through the roof there at wendell so you know i really i really hope uh big things for the trojans this year a program that's been down a little bit but they're kind of on the climb back up so it all starts tonight at Coal Valley Christian should be a fun game as well. So, yeah, here we are, Scott, off and running. Next week we'll have some results to talk about in soccer and football. We can kind of look ahead to, you know, what's happening in volleyball, getting started, uh, cross-country golf. Uh, here, here we go. Are you ready for a nine-month sprint to the finish line? Oh, my word. You know, the th- when, when it starts, it starts. You hit the ground running. As a matter of fact, yesterday I was – I mowed the football field because – it. We, we have a we have a huge um, charity football game tonight. Our first responders game, third annual, um, where our uh, first responders play a flag football game against uh, Jerome High School alumni, and um, I'm the oldest one on the roster, and uh, and then they play a flag football game against like our JV real football players, right? And it's just a huge community event, and you know we're doing raffles and prizes and and uh, donation tables and, you know, big old giant American flags. And I mean, it's just Americana at its best. And we're, we do it every year in zero week and tonight's the night. So yeah, you talk about hit the ground running. I was out mowing for oh, nine hours yesterday on the football field and I'm still not done. I got to go back out there for about another hour or so to get that ready to go. Um, so yeah, it, it just, it never stops. You're not going to sleep until Christmas break. So just accept it. <laughs> yep. And we, we will be here every single week to talk about the biggest things happening in the magic Valley here on the magic Valley prep cast. All right. Season three off and running. Thanks for tuning in everybody for Scott Burton. I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy the competition this weekend and we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.